You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. Zombies are real. They are among us. Don't think so? Then how in hell do you explain all the backwards nonsense that happens down in Florida? Sorry, Floridians. It was decided long ago. When the zombie apocalypse starts, it will be somewhere in your backyard. I think I better rethink this trip down to Miami later on this year. From the Vault 319 Recording Room, I'm Jake Alexander, and this is the Tweakable Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a list. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you, all of you. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome, and thank you for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, hey, welcome, and thank you also. You know, I'm always grateful for every single listener. It doesn't matter if it's one, five, ten, or a hundred of you. You know how I do. I'm uh, just happy to be back in the vault to do another podcast for every single person that's listening. It's a decent-ish <laughs> day uh, around at the vault you know it's raining but that's okay you know the grass and the plants need uh water and i didn't feel like doing it this week so you know mother nature provides at least my roses are growing out front of the house so uh so uh you know it's, i'm just happy to be here and uh i'm glad you all tuned in today we are going to do the review for army of the dead Zack snyder's new uh netflix original movie but before we do that, we are going to jump into some news. And oddly enough, Zack Snyder is in the news outside of the Army of the Dead. So let's get right into it. So we're going to start in the world of music. And I'm saddened to say that famed drummer Roger Hawkins has passed away. Uh, he passed away back on May 20th. And if the name is unfamiliar to you, then it's very understandable. Hawkins, the, uh, he basically went uncredited most of his uh, really uh, long, extensive career of playing uh the drums he was basically a session drummer but not even basically that's what he was uh he was the guy who sat in with um uh famed singers like um percy sledge and aretha franklin and bob seeger and staple singers and he played the drums on hits like when a man loves a woman or respect by aretha franklin old time rock and roll and um, i'll take you there uh he passed away at the age of 75 and it kind of sucks he was one of those guys who you know, he was been around and just such a treasure trove of uh, knowledge and history when it comes to the music scene. And to see him gone, it just kind of sucks. But we move along and we always keep him in our memory. Uh, like I was saying in the open, Zack Snyder is in the news again for another one of his movies, not Army of the Dead. And what is that one? Well, you remember back in 2011, his uh, directorial uh, efforts on Sucker Punch. Well, the movie was basically a flop, right? 
But even then, he was saying that the movie that you saw in theaters was not the movie that he wanted to release, that they had made him cut out a bunch of stuff, and it would have made the movie vastly different. That argument sounds familiar? Yes, that's the exact same argument he said with uh, Justice League. Well, turns out with Justice League, he was absolutely right. So the argument for him re-releasing the Snyder cut <laughs> of uh, Sucker Punch has started to gain steam with the hashtag release the Snyder Punch. And two of the uh, actresses in that movie that starred uh, Jenna Malone and uh, I forget the other, uh, the other lady's name, but they basically started uh, pitching the hashtag to make sure that everybody starts to uh, get this cut of Zack Snyder's out. So maybe the movie becomes more enjoyable. Now, I personally, I love Sucker Punch. I understood that it was a bad movie kind of but visually it was absolutely fantastic right it was one of, it is honestly one of the best movies i've ever seen um dialogue and not so much the acting but dialogue and the whole storyline was kind of off so i understood that why a lot of people didn't like it but i actually liked it and if there is a snyder cut hell i sat to i sat through the three eight plus hours of you know <laughs> the damn uh, uh justice league cut from Zack Snyder so hell if you want to release a Zack Snyder if you're listening if you want to release another cut of Sucker Punch you got at least one person like myself who will sit through and watch that one all over again okay so moving along uh if you were looking forward to the live action Powerpuff Girls later this fall it sucks to be you because it's been scrapped it, they're basically moving it uh to some later date uh CW head honcho his name is uh Mark Pedowitz He's, uh, he says about the pilot that it was just just a whole miss, right? Uh, I don't know exactly what they didn't like about it, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. Uh, me, myself, and a bunch of other nerds that were not looking forward to it, we can breathe a sigh of relief for now. I did not want them to do a live-action Powerpuff Girls. Something like that just does not translate from cartoon to live-action. So I, just, I hope they just scrap it all together. I have nothing against the actresses, and even... Uh, Mark Pedowitz says that the writers and the um, the actors and actresses and everything that they weren't the problem either, and he's still behind all of them. But something else bog, uh, bothered him enough to where he basically just said, "No, we're going back to the drawing board. We're going to start over, and we'll do another pilot and re-release it at a different date." So, uh, have you seen the Eternals trailer? If you haven't seen the Eternals trailer? It is on the Instagram page for the Tweakle Podcast. Please like share subscribe on the uh, on the page you know make sure you keep up with all the stuff we're doing here at the vault uh, uh it's gorgeous it is two plus minutes of just eternal glory and i cannot wait to see this movie i mean it's the you know come on, it's marvel i mean you know it has some hike in it so you know it's a win-win for me <laughs> and uh finally in the news i i got a question for you what would you do with nine billion dollars nine billion billion with a b right so if you're Jeff Bezos, you know he's the CEO and owner of uh, Amazon. If you were him, I guess you'd go out and buy MGM Grand, right? Which, I mean, not MGM Grand, the MGM Studio, the, the movie arm of MGM. So MGM has been on the block to be sold uh, for God knows how long, maybe 10 plus years, I think, right now. But the deal was finalized this very morning. Uh, today is the uh, 26th. It was finalized this morning. Um, the final amount came to just about nine million, like eight and a half or something like that. Um, and it's only been like a month of negotiating to buy them, so I guess they were really eager to sell. And for whatever billions of dollars, I, I 
I guess you just say yes, sign on the dotted line, take your cash and dip, right? So um, the acquisition basically puts Amazon Prime. I mean, they were already competing very well, honestly, against uh, Netflix and Disney and Paramount and all these other all these other streaming sites and services. But this, to me, honestly, because of all the intellectual property they get, it puts them, if not at the very top, number two at the very least. I, I would say they hopped over Netflix in the number two. You're not beating Disney right now. Disney owns way too much stuff. The hell, they own ESPN. So you're not beating Disney no time soon. But I mean, hey, all the intellectual property they get by buying uh, MGM Studios. Uh, Bezos has already said that he's going to work uh, with the uh, same guys that are already at MGM so they can take some of the properties they already have and reimagine them or redo them just for Amazon Prime Video. And if you think that sounds crazy, like nobody's willing to watch it, hey, guess what? One of the main MGM properties that's out there is James Bond. Yeah, so don't think for one second that this is a bad deal and uh, Amazon won't be able to do anything. If they release another good James Bond movie every couple of years, and if Amazon is all over it, then hell, they'll just have a license to print money. That's no pun intended, right? License to kill, license to print money. I swear, comedy goes going over something you said. <laughs> but uh, that's all the news right now. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk uh, zombies, Las Vegas, and Army of the Dead and do a review. Let's talk movie, shall we? Uh, specifically, Army of the Dead, obviously. So, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, don't worry. I'll catch you up real quick. It's not that deep. <laughs> so, uh, Army of the Dead stars Dave Bautista, whom we all know from either his stint in WWE or as Drax the Destroyer in the MCU. And he plays uh, he plays Scott Ward, a very broken ex-soldier turned diner cook after a zombie outbreak sweeps through Las Vegas. Uh, the subsequent clash with the undead leaves uh, Ward's wife and millions of others dead las vegas is completely walled off and they build this very familiar looking detainment camp made for the possibly infected uh ward is called back into action to fight when when casino or uh casino owner Bly tanaka offers him 50 million dollars to break into his own vault to retrieve the 200 million uh that's been left behind uh and to and he has to basically get out before an uh, authorized tactical nuke is dropped on the uh, city to wipe out the zombie horde. Uh, in assembling the team, Ward enlists uh, a couple of his ex-soldier buddies, Cruz and Vanderhoe, a uh, German safe cracker, a uh, French coyote who works in the detainment camp, uh, this guy who's a YouTube star who has this penchant for breaking into the quarantine zone to film himself killing zombies and a very dry-witted helicopter pilot a helicopter pilot pilot played by a tig nataro um along for the ride somehow another is becomes uh ward's estranged daughter who decides to go looking for one of the detainees from the camp um so you got all that you sure good so uh, let's get started because this is going to be a wild ride so if you haven't seen the movie uh pause right here come back and listen to the review later because it's going to be some mild spoilers i ain't gonna say it's going to be a lot of spoilers but it's going to be a few and i don't want you to uh, get all mad at me because i spoiled something for you all right so uh, here we go um let's talk about the story first now see i'm starting with the story first because the story is thin right 
uh, bait the movies is basically a heist movie it's a mashup of oceans 11 and Zack snyder's directorial debut day of the dead which is actually a pretty good movie um it's not a bad story to say but you know there's basically no depth to it like 28 days later say and um it borrows a lot of tropes from other films that just don't work in this particular film i mean i mean you want to see scott ward and everybody win but the opening sequence which is actually a nice opening sequence uh it's pretty damn good um but it telegraphs basically i would say 75 percent of the plot and then when uh ward is talking to tanaka you pretty much get the other 25 percent of what's gonna happen in the movie um writing wise the yeah i would say the dialogue is kind of i'm not gonna say it's bad it's not bad i've i've, I've heard way worse dialogue um but at times it's strained um there are reasons why i uh, some of the dialogue is, and I can kind of let it go, but there's a lot more where it's like, eh, that's just bad writing, and that's just bad um, acting with the dialogue. So, as far as the story goes, I mean, it's a it's a zombie flick. You really can't go wrong with zombies as long as you have zombies eating and killing folks, and you're pretty much on point. So, uh, but yeah, the story itself, the main plot is it plods along because of other factors, but yeah, it's just not that great of a story. The story is not well told. Let's just say it like that. Not visually, though. Visually, the entire movie is really, really good. It's not the best I've ever seen, but it, it is still very, very good. Um, I love the special. I love the, all the special effects. Uh, the king and queen zombie. See, that's something you need to look out for if you haven't seen the movie and you're still listening to this. Uh, the king and queen zombie inside of the quarantine zone. I love their design. Um, I love the zombie tiger. Yes. There is a zombie tiger. <laughs> uh, I love the design for that. I love uh, some of the camera effects. I really like, and the camera effect that I love, especially is the fact that Tig Notaro is even in the movie as the helicopter pilot. So if you don't know uh, the original actor, I forget his name right now, and it's really not that important. Um, he was accused of a lot of sexual misconduct. So they scrapped him from the movie. They kicked him off the set, this, that, and the other. But the movie was basically right it was they was done so they had uh snyder and his crew had to go back and edit him out of the movie but the problem is you still need a helicopter pilot because uh there are certain scenes when uh the helicopter pilot him or herself in this case they play kind of a slightly crucial role outside of just having to fly the helicopter out at the end of the heist so what they did was they hired tig nataro to play the helicopter pilot uh marianne chambers now, in getting her into the movie, they couldn't go back and reshoot the entire movie. Didn't have the time, didn't have the money. This isn't a big budget uh, flick, right? It's, an, it's a Netflix original. It's basically mid-budget. It's one of those type of movies. Uh, they have a decent budget compared to a lot of other movies you've actually, absolutely seen, low-budget style. But uh, it's not like big budget, like $200 and $300 million type of thing. Um, so they obviously couldn't reshoot the entire movie. So what they did was they took... Um, Tig Notaro had her play Marianne Peters and they digitally inserted her frame for frame, scene for scene in, I would say about 70% of the movie. And it looks good. You can't really tell, but a handful of places where she's not actually there. And truthfully, she's not actually there. The entire crew, except for, uh, um, I keep forgetting her her character's name and her real name is Ana de, de la Riguera. She's the only person who actually acts 
physically next to um, um, Tig Nataro through the entire movie. And, but the rest of the movie where she's actually in the scene, but nobody is, but she's next to nobody actually acting against a green screen. You can't really tell. There are a few, there are a few times where if you're paying real close attention, uh, things like shadows and where uh, Marianne Peters, the character is looking and little things like that. Uh, some of her dialogue is very, very rough, but there's nobody there for her to act against. And that type of thing is to be expected. So I, I don't really like shoot the movie in the foot for that. Because that's one of those things where, I mean, if you've never had to act against a green screen and here you are called to not only do a scene here and there, you literally have to do an entire two and a half hour movie with you in it. And you're acting with nobody there. I would say 99% of the time. It's very difficult. I can imagine. So um, just the fact that she's in the movie and it actually looks as good as it does. Trust me, it, it, there are very few scenes, uh, very few instances where you're looking at her and you can't tell um, that she's not actually there. They do a lot of good camera work to make it seem like she's actually there, even though she's not. Uh, so visually, it's it's very good. Um, the story does drag along, like I said before, uh, but visually makes up for it. Um, the biggest highlight of the whole movie for me were all the Easter eggs. And believe me, there are a lot. Um, if you know anything about Zack Snyder, or anything about uh, Dawn of the Dead when he did it back in 04, then there are Easter eggs that you will catch all throughout this, all throughout this film. Like um, the opening montage itself is full of Easter eggs. Um, the opening montage itself actually is one gigantic Easter egg. It's, it's not only, um, it, it's not only good, but it's kind of heart wrenching to understand that the opening montage is basically an homage to 9-11 and all those attacks because uh, there are parts of the opening montage where a couple of the characters are standing with pictures of their um, dead and missing loved ones. And it ju it's just reminded of uh, what happened after the 9-11 attack. So many people were standing on TV saying, hey, this is my daughter, this is my son, my husband, my, you know, my best friend. He was a firefighter, this, that, and the other, or a, or a police officer. And they all, they're all gone and we can't find them. And this, that, and telling stories. And it's heart-wrenching. And when you look at this opening montage and see that, that basically that's the kind of type of thing that uh, Zack Snyder is putting forth, it's kind of heart-wrenching. It's, it's a good homage to it. That's why I said the opening scene is really good. And also the opening scene is very reminiscent and it's a big callback to Zack Snyder's other effort on Watchmen, which is my, if you've heard me talk about this before, Watchmen is my all-time favorite superhero movie. I love it to death. Um, but yeah, that montage is basically, it's almost the exact same type of, I'm not even going to say it's almost, I'd, I'd honestly say it's not frame for frame, but it's a damn near recreation of the opening sequence for, um, for Watchmen. And they are, they are very, very, very much alike. Uh, it's the same style of camera work and it, it works. It's, it's a very good opening, uh, montage. The opening montage also has as an Easter egg. Um, there's this woman with a machine gun and she's basically trying to save her daughter inside of this subdivision and she pushes her into a car and turns around and fires at the zombie horde that's approaching her. Um, if you're paying attention and if, if you've seen Day uh, Day of the Dead, that was Zack Snyder's directorial debut, that same subdivision that Sarah Polly in the 04 movie that she escapes from into the mall, that same subdivision is the subdivision that they're in in Army of the Dead. You can, I mean, trust me, just look at the lawn, look at the houses, look at the way the street is, and go back and look at the 04 movie and see how they are just, they're exactly the same. Um, now, I know the 
04 movie with Sarah Polly and Ving Rhames, uh, that was supposed to be based in Milwaukee. So that is still in this as an Easter egg. The fact that um, when we meet the helicopter pilot, Peters, and she's looking at her phone about the government, they're going to nuke Las Vegas to kill the entire uh, zombie horde. She's looking at her phones and one of the uh, news uh, headlines on her phone says that there uh, that there's new quote unquote new info on a on the Milwaukee zombie outbreak. And like I said, Milwaukee was the setting for the uh, 2004 uh, Day of the Dead. And that's Zack Snyder. So, hey, man, that's just another Easter egg that I thought was really cool. Um, one that I think a lot of people are going to absolutely miss. And I caught it. And the only reason I caught it is because I am just that big of a nerd. Um, is uh, there is a character called Chambers. Uh, remember I mentioned that uh, one of the guys that uh, Ward brings along is a YouTube star who likes to go into the quarantine zone and kill zombies. Well, he hires uh, two other, uh, this uh, YouTube star actually brings along two other people. One quits before they actually goes in, goes uh, into the quarantine zone. But the one that stays with him is a woman. If you look at her outfit, right? It's a red bandana. She has on this vest, which is basically, uh, uh, it's an A shirt or a wife beater shirt. If you know what those are, you, I'm pretty sure you know what those are. Um, but yeah, it's the red bandana. She carries machine gun. It's a very large machine gun. Um, and her outfit down to the gun and the gun style, it's exactly the same as Vasquez from Aliens. That's the second alien movie from in uh, 1986. Exact same outfit. She, I mean, even her hair is, uh, it's not cut like Vasquez because Vasquez has kind of like a close, uh, close cropped marine style cut, but it, uh, her hair is slicked back to the almost the point when a bandana's on her head. It looks like it's the same haircut. And, that's one of those things that I'm pretty sure most people are not going to even notice until you watch the movie a thousand times, especially after you, I've already told you. Um, that's just something I noticed. But that's my thing. I'm super nerd, like, I, like I've said a hundred times. But hey, that's just me. If nobody noticed it, fine. I'm glad I noticed it, but it's cool. <laughs> so overall, you know, watching the movie, the movie's fun and it's brainless, pun intended. Uh, and that's fine. There's There's nothing wrong with that. But honestly, there's a lot of overhyped and um, emotional pull that they try to add into the movie. And it's it's way too much of it. Um, it's, it's it's just fluffed up with a lot of emotional uh, baggage that doesn't work. Uh, the dialogue gets vapid sometimes. Um, and Snyder, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it on purpose. But the entire plot of the movie and everything that happens with the characters all the way up until the end, they telegraphed, I would say, 95% of it with the opening montage and when Tanaka is talking to Ward at the beginning and there are throwaway lines that tells you that tells you exactly what's going to happen to each character. And I don't think that was intentional, but yeah, they did. They gave away a lot of the plot. And it spoils a lot of the fun because of those things. I mean... Oh, I would probably say it's a two and a half out of a five overall. I, I don't, I'm not really trying to shit on the movie. It's not a bad movie. I've seen bad zombie movies and this isn't a bad zombie movie. It's just not a good one. I mean, if you want a good, like Zack Snyder zombie movie, go back and watch Dawn of the Dead. That was his first one. And that one was actually excellent. Uh, you know, um, if you want to watch a good, just good zombie movie that has nothing to do with Zack Snyder. Um, I would say watch either Train to Busan or 28 Days Later. Uh, zombie movies, those are probably my two favorites. I can probably, 
I actually sat down and did a top five or top ten, I'd I'd probably put those two in the top five at the very least. Um, and I can think of some others, but yeah, uh, Train to Busan and Twenty Eight Days Later are just better zombie movies overall. If you want to watch better zombie movies overall, man, I would still actually say sit down and watch Army of the Dead. It's fun. It's popcorn fluff movie. Every movie doesn't have to be perfect, and every movie doesn't have to be super duper great. It just has to be fun, right? That's what movies are. Movies are fun. That's all they have to be. Um, if you got a really big TV and a surround sound fire them up then they make them it'll make the make watching this movie a whole hell of a lot better because it looks great uh the sound and the fighting and the grunts and groans of the zombies they they did a really good job on the sound effects uh as well the sound effect department needs a good clap and a pat on the back too they did a good job um but yeah it's it's a decent movie two and a half out of five most people aren't going to want to watch it because I said that, but hey, I would still say go and watch it. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go get me another cup of coffee and I will come back for the last call. Stay tuned. So, hey, if you're not busy, head over to the Instagram page, like, share, subscribe, say hello, you know, drop a message, drop a line in the uh you know in the dms you know hey you know what there'll be a post of me and the casting crew from uh army of the dead you know that'll be a post just drop a message and say hi uh as always i want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in you didn't have to come and listen to this pokey little podcast but you decided to and i am very 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 thankful um i skipped the coffee it's been a long work day and i am tired so i decided to have some ginger ale uh lemonade don't judge me. I'm going to have maybe uh, one or two of these. And I am going to sit down and relax. <laughs> the kids are taking a nap right about now. So once they get up, they're going to run me ragged for a few hours. And then I am going to lay down before I go to work. But besides that, I am just going to enjoy this day as best I can. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. So you can catch every episode when it comes out. And don't forget to go over to the IG page and like, share, and subscribe over there. So you can stay up to date on all the little, other little nerdy stuff and crazy things that I decided to post over there. Uh, outside of that, I am going to get out of here. Nikki Rev is rushing me because I have no idea what that's so special. Yeah, of course, you know what's in it's just a It's okay. <laughs> uh, but for Nikki Rev, my producer, who does a fabulous job of helping me put the show together, uh, I'm Jake Alexander. This is the Tool Podcast, and I will say the same thing I always say to you God bless, and I love you.